All right, hello, listener. I'm just here by myself. Dan called me and immediately took off. He said he'd be right back, and now he's gone. Where he's gone, we'll never know. But with any luck, is to go find a wonderful thing to try and eat and come tell us about if we're very, very lucky. In the meantime, here's our opening sequence. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff, and he's Dan, and we're talking twice a month about local things. Food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Kachunk. Dan, you're back. We're back. We're back. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? What do you mean, where'd you go? You left me. I did. We had a little bit of a neighbor emergency there. I was kind of concerned initially because they seemed a little uh, panicked at the front door. And so I kind of ran out, put on my shoes and just found that uh, their car had died. So thankfully it wasn't Ah. anything more serious. But unfortunately, like even standing there and helping him uh, jump his car for like 10 or 15 minutes, I think it ended ended up being it still wouldn't start. So it's probably not a good thing. But thankfully he was. Just the battery, then. It might not be. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, an ignition thing. But, like, it definitely was dead before, because when I first entered his car, like, not even, like, the door open light turned on. Nothing. But then Mm. after our car was plugged into his for a little bit, it did turn on. So there was obviously a power component to this, but... Weird. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, he's going to call a local mechanic shop who uh, said they will come out and help him out. So there we go. Well, that's very good of you. I just thought you needed to go get something to taste. Or the neighbor emergency was that they didn't have enough tasty things in their lives and they needed an expert. Yes, I, that yeah, fair. That you know what? That's an emergency I'd be excited, more excited about. I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, how have you been? Yeah, pretty good. Ha- happy leap year. Happy leap year. That's like tomorrow. It's like the first time. What is it? Every four years or something? Or or yeah, every four years. But uh, it's yesterday to the listener. Oh yes, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid time space continuum yeah you gotta, gotta love it how's your month been how, how have you been yeah good work has been good i was able to um take on an extra shift of working a soccer game that was uh pretty pretty awesome and uh, like a pretty high level game an mls team from orlando came over and uh played one of the canadian premier league teams uh in a uh, playoff game and uh, it was really exciting and it was nice to be part of like the atmosphere and uh get to enjoy some local grub there and uh just got to watch a great game of footy and there was three goals so you know it's a high scoring soccer game so that always makes me happy and amazing um, yeah and starlight stadium and uh, langford is just a it's a great stadium it's super fun and it's just cool to see that this is something that's uh um, available to the people of Victoria now, which is great, and uh, I hope they continue uh, expanding, which it sounds like they will. So that's amazing. More to come. Yeah. Oh, before I continue, actually, I would like to do a callback to our previous episode. Okay. I had purchased the coffee from Artigiano, um, right. the Mexican one with the really cool like backstory of uh, the small like farms, a conglomerate that help ship and uh, sustain like the the farms uh, and give each farmer farming family a livable wage and such um i tried their i we literally just finished the bag of beans oh wow <laughs> yesterday nice. and uh it was 
fantastic. One of Amazing. my, without being like super over the top fancy, it was such like a smooth and tasty uh, cup of coffee every time. It was so good. So like smooth, so coffee like, so chocolatey, so just easy to drink. It was so good. So, and you had it as uh, drip coffee, right? Drip coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So we actually, we grind our beans the night before and then we have it on a timer and then uh, the coffee pot makes it in the morning and oh my god it was to die for i would 100 percent buy that bag of beans again awesome yeah how about yourself how was uh how was school going oh man well uh in order to tell you about school i need to tell you about not going to school and by that i mean i'm just gonna tell you about not going to school and i had reading break i had a week of reading break and i took the week off of work as well and i was able to recharge my batteries uh Mm -hmm. and completely drain my social battery and have a lot of social time amazing spend a lot of time with my wife which uh she had the week off as well so we just got to have like a beautiful staycation yeah and to cap it off it was her birthday at the end of the week of vacation and we went out for dinner with a bunch of friends and then we went out for a nice dinner the next night just the two of us oh lovely Uh, we actually went to the acorn uh acorn we've talked about recently on the show and then Mm -hmm. they were doing a chef's dinner and it was a 10 course meal and it was unreal it took you all over the world in terms of flavor and taste a lot of unique ingredients that i haven't even heard of let alone eaten before oh my gosh uh, and yeah it was really cool it was a really uh, interesting experience and uh, at no point did we ever feel rushed in fact if they had gone a little bit faster that would have been okay but it gave us a lot of time to kind of enjoy each other's company and and spend time just kind of relaxing with the phones away and not having to worry about responsibilities before going back to to work and school the next day so it was a really wonderful uh week uh now i'm back in school this week and uh just the only problem with vacation is that you get just the ultra mondays when you come back (laughs) (laughs) so yeah motivation lost yeah but it, you know, it is what it is, and I'm almost done. I'm halfway through the semester, and it's my last semester, and I'm extremely excited to Oof. get out into the workforce and or get back out into the workforce, I should say. And uh, and yeah, things are things are looking good for this year. 2024 is going to be a really great year for me and my wife, I think. Um, yeah. With me finishing school and her going back to school, uh, but it's only a three month program, and then we'll both be in the workforce by the end of the year, um, and start being able to start looking for like a more longer term home and everything and so yeah pretty exciting we've got we've got a good good what is it nine months left of the year that yeah and uh yeah we're both feeling super motivated and yeah it's really great and you're back to training (laughs) as well and uh Mm -hmm. actually i just finished my peak week of training for those who aren't runners that means like the the highest volume week and then so now i'm doing something called a taper which is where you start to cut back on the amount of running uh, before important. the big before the race so that you're feeling charged and and ready to go for the race and my sister and her fiance and my nephew are coming down with us to bellingham for the race and so that'll amazing. be a nice kind of little family trip as well amazing yeah very yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun oh sounds great it does it yeah. does feel like a little bit different 2024 doesn't it like it got, it's got better vibes overall i think <laughs> yeah but I, I i think so i just i for me me it's like i just really want this year year to be like the year of like 
improvement and like growth yeah. and i'm really excited for like just the the habit changes and the mm-hmm. you know self betterment and stuff and so kind of graduating and getting into what will hopefully be a long-term career and and everything is is just really exciting prospect and it feels like all the hard work i've put in over the last year or two or three years has paid off and or is about to pay off mm-hmm. and i'm really excited for it so oh yeah amazing amazing i'm yeah. so excited for you guys yeah and i can't wait to continue our uh, almost little check-ins at the start of the show and uh get to hear all about your weekly adventures yeah yeah i mean if if no one else cares about the check-ins uh, i appreciate it <laughs> it's great i feel like people like it i don't know maybe it, it gives us some personality otherwise we're it just does. uh storytelling robots after (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because when we started this show uh, you had told me that you wanted to start a beer blog about kind of like beer in bc and stuff and this was kind of an evolution of that because i really Mm -hmm. wanted to start uh like a food or podcast and so we said well what can we combine that and put it into this and so um even though we still have this quite little niche of british columbia it's kind of not necessarily small business, but kind of homegrown business. Yeah, uh, we we really have found a good balance of you know every two or three second or third one is beer because it's so prevalent. Um, despite my predictions of it kind of declining over the next couple of years, yeah. Uh, well, we better get in what we can now because there are some great things out there, and I don't want to see them all disappear. I, you know what? That seems like a good segue into the. Uh... Yeah, I was just gonna say, what do you got for me, Dan? Well, I have a brewery here in victoria specifically central sandwich and i have talked a little bit about the a little bit about this uh, brewery in the past on uh what have you been tasting and uh, that's because they pump out really really good beer and there's a reason for that it's called category 12 i love category 12 yes i think they've got such funky beers i'll let you do the conversation about that yes it's funny you say that we're not uh storytelling robots because this one, this brewery has a, quite a scientific background, and I'll yes. give it. Yeah. Yes. It's made by. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, I so know that, a little bit about Category Twelve story, and I, I really uh, identify with it. Let's just yeah, say it's that. It's super cool. <laughs> it's really, really cool. So, um, Category Twelve opened its doors in December of 2014 on Keating Crossroad in a place called Central Saanich which is different from the Saanich that I live in. Don't get me started on that. And different from North Saanich, which is a different right. municipality. Again, don't get me started on that. Um, and it was started by Michael and Karen <sighs> Kuzik. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> just just flat out apologize to everybody that I name on this show, because I just destroyed every single time. <laughs> And uh, Michael was the the kind of the the brainchild of it all, and uh, he was um, actually in at going to university at University of Victoria, uh, doing his doctoral s- uh, studies in microbiology and biochemistry, as well as uh, doing home brewing, uh, and so he kind of was figuring out what he wanted to do. He was actually very successful in the research department. He was leading some very interesting uh, labs within the, the program that he was in and doing very, very well. Um, but he decided after his buddies and him joked around about him actually starting a brewery because of the home brewing portion of it, he actually kind of uh, took that and ran with it. His friends who were joking around with him that he should start one actually invested in and helped him fund it. And uh, and that's kind of where it, it started off uh, uh, from. 
Michael using his like scientific brain when he was even when he was homebrewing he was very meticulous and it was almost like he was doing experiments every time so he was meticulous in his note taking he was meticulous in uh cleaning it was meticulous in his recipes and everything was had to be very very um I don't want to say rigid because I think there is like some art um artistry but he was very much more leaning towards the scientific side of uh, of things but I think with the microbiology background probably helped in terms of what how he wanted to make his uh his beer and what it come even just the scientific approach in general totally totally karen who's his wife now wife i'm not 100 sure if they were married at the time that category 12 but i'm not 100 sure uh actually says that she is a bit of a wine snob herself but (laughs) has actually taken a quite a liking to beer after uh um tasting a few of his um home brews so uh really cool little backstory uses his um his studies to further his passion which is brewing and has created a brilliant company out of it and what i find when you drink most if not all of his beers is that they are really like they're super clean they're uh and they're crisp and they're you can just tell that a lot of thought has gone into it and it's every recipe you know is done to perfection each time and it's and it's incredible Um, another a few little like backstories of this all of their ingredients that they use for their beers are sourced from bc and brew house or where they actually do their uh do the creations are was created by a company in central saanich that was called specific mechanical and uh, over the last 30 years they've created over 350 brewing station systems Uh, but category 12 was the very first one that they were able to walk over from their business and enjoy the fruits of their creation which i thought was really cool they have a a 50 liter pilot brew bench which allows them to experiment and then they were able to uh, scale up to about 1500 liter production cap capacity so they can do quite a bit of brewing with all of that when we get towards more about the beer itself they have it's a it's really interesting because they each beer in itself is very um meticulously done and yet they're so creative all of them um i have had the luxury and the and the pleasure of trying many of them and um each of them are just brilliantly done in their own way they do quantum series which is their imperial stout series and it's a bourbon barrel aged stout um and each of them each time they do it it's just that much every time it's just so 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 good and then they do little variations of it they'll do like a coffee version of it they did a vanilla version of it and then they did a i think they did it was a dark chocolate one it was like a special special one um their uh transmutation Bel- belgian specialty ale was de- is delicious as well and just a clean crisp belgian ale um one of the really interesting ones is called a disruption black ipa which uh is really cool because they um it's like a dark ipa which is really interesting they use a simcoe hops and an, an an american ale base and and it basically is like a dark multi IPA. So you get some of the hoppiness to it, uh, uh, a really nice, clean, uh, hoppy finish, but it's really like multi and dark and mysterious. Oh, it's, it's so good. Is it's, it like as dark as like a red IPA? 
Oh no, it's darker. It's black. Oh yeah. wow. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, it is uh very, very dark. It's really good. Um some of their more um kind of year round ones, they always do their Doppelbock, uh, which is their German lager. I've really enjoyed their Raspberry Vanilla Sour, which is part of their periodic series. Again, kind of referencing the scientific background of your periodic table. Yeah. They've also kind of jumped on the cold IPA. I haven't tried their cold IPA yet, but I imagine it is very, very good. Um, one of the things that they that I've talked about on the show before is their Hopped Up, which I think is has changed their name. It's it used to be called their Hop Water, and now they've uh, they've are started canning it. Mm. So they do like a um, piney, citrusy kind of version of it, and then they do like a more fruity, mangoey, juicy version of it. So both very, very good. Um, I kind of lean more towards the uh, pine, piney one. It's just kind of mm-hmm. more my style, but both are very good in their own way. Yeah, the other their other stout that they do from time to time is their tiramisu pastry stout. Oh, come on. And it is a delightful treat. My... Um, I have a uh, soft spot for tiramisu, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they use Ethiopian coffee, Madagascar vanilla, cacao, and cinnamon in their uh, in their stout base. And it is decadent and complex. Yeah, and yeah it just, sounds amazing. It's so good. I don't know how they do it, but they make it... It's, it's creamy. It's kind of got like a... Oh, it's gonna sound weird. Like it's got like you could almost taste like crust. You know that the just like it's not obviously there's no cr- food in it, but like it's got that kind of crusty feeling. That's a really poor description of something <laughs> that's very delicious. But um, it's yeah, I don't know. It's like a wheat. It must be like a weedy portion. Like a weedy. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just got little like weedabix in it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, but they've got stuff for everybody. They've got uh, a salted lime lager, which is extraordinarily good as well. They've got a Norwegian farmhouse ale, which is, uh, uh, they're called their hiatus. And mm-hmm. it's it was delicious as well. I had that quite a long time ago, so... Uh, I don't know if newer versions, if they've changed their uh, uh, recipe for it, but when I tried it, it was delicious. They do a cherry pie sour. Yeah. And then they do their hazy IPA, which is uh, one of their staples. It's called Juicy Data, and it is exactly how it sounds. Yeah. It's, it's a, so good. So good. Yeah, I've, yeah, I feel like you've had it a few times. In yeah, it. I, oh, think it's, I, I think it is actually probably one of my favorite hazies. Or, but now they oh. now they do a double juicy hazy IPA. I've so tried that. It, I don't you, I don't like it as much. I like kind of. I think uh, the first one like was like yeah, like really well balanced. I think the second one's a little bit more bold and a little bit more. But mm. I kind of yeah, you, you know, I've talked about this before. I kind of like an easier drinking beer. So yeah, um, but still a lot of flavor and a lot of and so yeah, I think like it's cool that they did it. But I'm also mm. kind of yeah, I'm an OG fan myself. No, that's and you know what? That's totally fair. Mm-hmm. When you look at their uh, the canning process that they're always got like really funky art that always has a like a sciencey kind of background in it and, and like the name of each beer is kind of mm-hmm. you've got a little bit of that sciencey background and that's a lot to do with uh, Karen's uh, immense country contribution to branding and marketing and stuff like that and so she's heavily involved in that side of the uh, that side of the business so she does an incredible yeah. job uh, the ta- tasting room itself is really fun 
Uh, it's got like a lot, it's very open. It's got a, like a patio that's in within the parking lot. It's lots of windows. So you get lots of natural light. They also do food as well. So they do some, um, uh, a charcuterie board, uh, that you can get like a, uh, category 12 burger, which is uh, locally sourced beef, uh, from central Saanich, uh, with some aged cheddar greens and on a Portofino potato bun. And Portofino is a local bakery here on the Island yeah. as well. You've also got uh, some flatbread pizza as well and they've got uh, vegetarian options and uh, lots of chicken options which i love as well um, and then they've got your little uh, small small uh, um, small bites so you can get like a house salad or a hummus plate they do a korean cheesy corn which i have not tried but i really want to try now yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, um, it, it's actually been a little bit of. Uh, it's been a while since I've been into the brewery itself, and um, it's uh, it's a it's a. I, I do miss being there. It's a really fun place to go, and there's lots of stuff that you can purchase for like four packs and 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 such. Um, the the people there are always very very friendly, and you can tell they uh, really do care about the business as well. I'm not sure if I've actually run into Karen, but it wouldn't surprise me if she was there in the mm-hmm. tasting room from time to time. I don't know if I've had a beer from Category Twelve that I haven't liked no i don't think i have yeah. either to be honest yeah. it's um you'd yeah i uh i look forward to uh to every uh every beer that they come out one that's kind of caught my eye that looks new is their fuzzy, fuzzy peach ipa um yeah so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna have to try that one real soon yeah <laughs> we had um my parents and sister and uh brother-in-law over for dinner kind of when we first moved into this place Mm-hmm. And um, we went to get a bunch of beers to have on offer, and we just picked like we were walking through the BCL and we were picking things that sounded good. And yeah. then when we got up to the till, we realized that we we had gotten six different varieties, yeah. and we realized that four of them were category twelve, and we didn't even realize it because we kind of kept circling back. And it was like, oh, and that sounds yeah, okay, we'll get that one. That's the best sounding kind of stout, and that's okay, that's the best. And we we're kind of like. And just kind of by coincidence, we're like, oh, we got four Category 12s and then, like, <laughs> two other ones. Yeah, so oh, that's pretty amazing. funny. That's so funny. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I've just learned on their website as well is that each of their uh, brews, they actually send prior to, oh, every batch of their Breakthrough, uh, which is their new kind of gluten-free or low-gluten, I guess, uh, uh, series, is sent to a third-party lab for and that uses an internationally valid validated R5 competitive Elisa Asai essay uh, and make the uh, result uh, make the results available to you on their website. So you can look for people who have gluten sensitivities. You can look and see which beers would be best for you. Oh, okay. So like it tests like the levels of gluten in them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So very interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, you can get category twelve. I think across the province, there's it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty well known uh, across the board, and for good reason. They've got, and they've got quite a few SKUs or. Uh, individual items in the BCL as well. And totally. so they're, they're yeah. carried quite widely. Absolutely. They've also just recently started a, uh, sorry, last little thing that uh, you can also join their uh, their barrel holder rewards program. And uh, so barrel holders can earn lab credits that can be redeemed for rewards with every taproom purchase, which is pretty cool. Hmm. So if you find yourself going there lots, you can, uh, yeah, start getting uh, rewarded and uh, 25 lab credits gets you 50% off of Category 12 branded glass. 
So there you go. Amazing. Yeah. If you do find yourself in the central Saanich area and are looking for an amazing experience and incredible beers and food, you can find Category 12 at 2200 Keating Cross Road, Victoria, BC. Or if you want to be more specific, it's central Saanich. Amazing. Yes. I love this place so much. All right. Well, that's enough of my voice for a little bit. Uh, what have you been drinking these uh, this last week or so? Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of doing an experiment with myself where I haven't been drinking alcohol um, until the race, just to kind of mm. see what happens. Yeah. I've mostly been sticking with things like kombuchas or just soda water. Yeah. Um, but recently, I decided to try a couple of non-alcoholic beers as well. This has been mm. some winners. There's been some losers. Uh, but I want to talk about one of the winners that I was very happy with. Um from a brewery that I've kind of briefly mentioned before on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the brewery is called Strange Fellows. Ah. So they're on Clark in Vancouver. And they've released a beer called Nevertheless, and it's a non-alcoholic pale ale. Um, It looks like they've actually just recently released a Nevertheless Hazy IPA as well, but I haven't tried that one. So I'll tell you about the uh, Pale Ale. It's super easy drinking, very light. It has those beautiful notes of beer. It still has a hoppiness to it. It's got like a like a citrusy kind of aroma. You can you can taste the floral aspects of the hoppiness. Uh, sorry, of the hops. Right. And um and it really hit the spot when I was you know having beers with friends and everyone had real beers and I <laughs> I had I had this beer and uh, it looked like a beer. It tasted like a beer. It felt like a beer. I would say maybe it was just a hint sweeter than a regular pale ale, but that's kind of hard to avoid on non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, um, totally. I actually got one thinking, oh, I'll just have one and kind of nurse this for a while. And then I had a second and a third one. So uh, <laughs> um, I love it when that happens. Yeah, it's uh, 0.5% alcohol. It's only 70 calories a can for 355. And I was incredibly impressed by it. So um, if you're looking to kind of reduce your alcohol consumption or intermingle non-alcoholic with uh, your um regular drinking routine or you're going out and you want to have something that's a little bit less um that will still let you be able to drive or 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 whatever you have to do i highly recommend this beer it's nice and local it's a a small business and they've done an absolutely incredible job with uh their nevertheless pale ale and i'm looking forward to trying the ipa as well so well done strange fellows yeah very very happy with it what about you, though, Dan? What have you been tasting? Well, it's not beer, but it's kind of like beer, actually. We were, the other night, my wife and I were just wanting to have a couple of drinks after our son went to sleep, and we weren't feeling beer, and we weren't feeling wine, so we decided we should dabble in some Seltzer. cider. Oh, nice try. Cider. Cider. <laughs> So both my wife and I really appreciate a dry cider and we're not super mm-hmm. into the sweet. So we yeah. ended up trying, we ended up getting a few and just doing like a kind of a little flight session, which is kind mm-hmm. of fun. Now, can I interject for a second? You sure can. Longtime listeners of the show will know that Dan's not much of a cider fan in general. Correct. So the so the fact that you're about to talk about a cider out of your own volition and not me saying, hey, let's do ciders. Yes. Is, is a huge testament to what you're about to talk about. Indeed. And uh, there's kind of, there's probably 
probably a good reason why, because this is a uh, cider by Windfall Cidery out of North Vancouver, yep. and it's called Wild Card, and it is a dry hopped cider. And so mm. I thought it was an interesting uh, take on cider. It's a real, it's a dry based cider, so not very sweet. Um, but then they also dry hop hot BC hops on top of it, so you get this really interesting flavor profile of uh, a dry cider with just a little hint, a little dabbling of beer hops at the end of it. And what you get is this beautifully easy to drink, kind of a perfect bridge for somebody who's had been drinking beer for a long time and is wanting to kind of dabble into the cider world but isn't quite sure on the on the sweetness this gives you like a really perfectly balanced cider to try to bring you over to the cider side amazing i haven't tried it but i've seen it and i think it sounds very good and it's been on my list but um when we were doing a lot of my my wife my sister and her fiance would get together every monday for a while and we'd go have a beer at a different brewery a beer or two at a different brewery in North Van because it's just it was just exploding there. Mm-hmm. We started what we called our, our Monday Night Beer Club. Nice, uh, kind of to uh, take power away from all the book clubs. We wanted to do something anyway. <laughs> Your take um, on a book club, and then we had to stop because my sister got pregnant and. Ah. Um, uh, you know, life got in the way, summer and all that stuff. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I remember seeing specifically this dry hop cider. I think it would be such a, I, I thought of it and was like, why doesn't anyone do it? And then sure enough, I turn around and there it is. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. And you're totally right. Like uh, North Vancouver is blowing up with breweries and stuff like that. So it's nice to see that they're still adding some things to uh, adding some cideries and other things that people can enjoy as well. So very yeah, good. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to try it, it's uh, Windfall, their wild card, and it's incredibly good. Very, very Amazing. good. And where did you get it on the island? At uh, we Cascadia? got it at our local liquor store, which is uh, Liquor Plus. Okay. Yeah. So probably distributed out in independent liquor yes. stores. Yeah. Sweet. You got it. Perfect. Well, Dan, for my beer place, I mean, oh. for your tasting place, you came over to my side of the province, or, or you came over to the mainland, and for my beer place, I'm going to go over to the island. So, <laughs> what? For the listeners that can't see my face right now, I am shocked. But don't worry, because I promise you, you haven't even, or you haven't tried them, and you probably haven't even heard of them. So, uh, do you uh-huh. know what a cenote is, or a cenote? It's like C-A-N-O-T-E. a C-A-N-O-T-E. Close, yeah. It's basically like where uh, limestone bedrock has collapsed and Mm. it exposes underground water. Right. So uh, Canada's only cenote is called Devil's Bath, and it's on North Island, about an hour, maybe two hours north of Nanaimo. Okay. And it's 44 meters or almost 100 feet deep, and it connects, it opens up, and you see, like, the water that is an underground river Mm -hmm. from, that connects the Benson River uh, through a series of tunnels, and then obviously it's collapsed and it's opened up. So, um, it's about 45 minutes out from Port McNeil, where we'll spend the rest of this episode, because three brothers and their mom who's kind of the peacekeeper, mm. decided one day after snowboarding to open up a brewery because they love breweries and they wanted to open one up in their hometown of Port McNeil. And so in on June 22nd, 2021, they opened up Devil's Bath Brewing Co. Oh. Now, from what I can tell, it's the northernmost brewery on Vancouver Island. Ah. So it's almost four hours north of Nanaimo. So it's quite far up there. Um, 
And the North Island is quite sparsely populated. And so mm-hmm. Port McNeil has uh, BC Ferries Terminal with two ferry runs. Uh, one is to Malcolm Island and one is to Alert Bay, which are two tiny islands that I don't know anything about. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, if you're looking at a map kind of north to south, uh, it's actually it's about as far north as Kamloops, but then mm. obviously much further west. Yes. They started this brewery and they wanted to kind of celebrate the town that they came from and the local food and drinks that are kind of created uh, on the island. The three brothers are Morgan, Aaron, and Jason. And then their mm-hmm. mom, Sharon, are basically the four creators of the the brewery. So everything they do is handcrafted uh, and small batch. So they do a thousand, no more than a thousand liters at a time for each of their beers. Wow. They have a little bit of fun with the naming as well. Um, one of their kind of uh, flagship beers is the Old Growth Red Ale. So uh, it's a red ale uh, with uh, like a really creaminess to it. And they have a sour as well, just a basic sour. And they keep things quite simple after there. So they've got a Kolsch, a Hazy Pale Ale, a Brown Ale, and a Belgian Wit. I've tried the sour and the red at a Mm -hmm. festival in Vancouver. That's where I first kind of came across them. And they had just the most unassuming tent, just a little white tent and a little white cooler. And they're pouring. And uh, their, their biggest display of advertising just said Devil's Bath. And it had a map of Vancouver Island. And a little air, a little star on it of how far north they were on it. So, yeah, it's it's kind of like a little oasis on your drive up to, if you're going to say like Port Hardy or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just off the highway and and not much in the area, but this place kind of takes you out of that and brings you into what you'd expect maybe in a, a Sandwich brewery or a North End brewery, as we've talked about. Right. They have a kind of cool story in terms of getting set up. What they did was they were planning on building the brewery and in late May or early June of 2021, right before they were about to open, uh, Michael Vincent uh, from Forbidden Brewing in mm. Courtney uh, decided he was going to close his brewery down and he called up the team at Devil's Bath and said, basically, I hear you're starting a brewery. Do you want all my equipment? Wow. And so they all jumped in a truck and <laughs> hustled down and grabbed all the equipment and a couple trucks and rented trailers, brought it back up to Devil's Bath, set it all up, and off off they went with all the equipment. So I don't know <laughs> if there was a transaction in there at all. It doesn't say. But uh, it's pretty cool that it was, you know, uh, just such great timing that, you know, this brewery and Courtney decides to close down. And, and they said, basically, here you go, instead of having to kind of bring it in for the States or, or whatever else. So... Um, they keep themselves pretty busy. They also offer plenty of food and they've got quite an expansive food menu for Mm. what you would expect from a tiny little brew, a small brewery in the middle of kind of nowhere. Sorry, but basically are, uh, (laughs) one thing on the snacks menu that they have is salmon jerky from Hardy boys up in Port Hardy, which you talked about a long time ago on the show. So good. Yep. They do a warm big pretzel of course because they're a brewery and it would i wouldn't be talking about them if they didn't have a pretzel of course Uh, they do a series of tacos beef pork chicken and vegetarian and then kind of one of their pièce de résistance on their food is their artisan pizzas Mm. so they have a lot of fun with it there's a lot of 
you know, classic, you've got your pepperoni, you've got your what's essentially a um, Hawaiian with, that's elevated with goat feta and uh, chili flakes and green peppers above the ham and pepperoni, or the ham and pineapple. Mm-hmm. They've got something that's right up my alley, which is a twist on kind of a classic uh, margarita pizza is you've got the marinara, mozzarella, caramelized onion, confit garlic, chorizo, and goat feta, which has mm. hits all the kind of points for me. They've got a few other options, but two I want to point out as well is they've got a bulgogi, which is a gochujang, uh, which is like Korean barbecue. So they've got a gochujang uh, aioli, uh, so like a kind of fermented chili uh, mayo, uh, mozzarella. They've got braised beef, kimchi, green onion, pickled radish, and sesame seeds. Oh, yeah. And then they have a Jamaican jerk chicken pizza as well with pineapple, green onion, chili flakes. Super cool. Um, They've got one kind of as an homage to their escape or sorry, snowboarding habit called shred the gnar, (laughs) which is basically a pulled pork and uh, like a spicy pulled pork pizza. Yeah. Uh, And then they have uh, vegetarian as well. So they can do a uh, the the dilly ish pizza, which is preserved lemon and garlic, aioli, dill, pickled onions, dill pickles, capers (laughs) and Miss Vicky's spicy dill pickle crumble with ranch dressing. That's outrageous. This is the kind of pizza that I would walk in and be like, I must get that. That is unbelievable. My sister also is obsessed with pickles. Oh, she would. And every now and then, every now and then, we send her like funny things we see on Instagram of pickles. And one of them recently was a pickle pizza. And now I got to find a picture of this one and send it to her as well. Um, Then they got, yeah, they've got some fun stuff like pesto, mushroom, uh, you know, basic cheese, Mediterranean, margarita. So super cool uh, flavors, but um, the dilly-ish is definitely like very high on my list of things I must try this year. Mm -hmm. Most of their pizzas have vegan or gluten-free options. So you can do gluten-free crust or you can switch out for vegan cheese or vegan dairy if you want. Um, and unlike a lot of small places as well, they actually are quite happy to accommodate um, modifications and additions if they want to add vegetables or meats quite happy to throw that on there for you so love it they actually have dips you can get for your pizzas as well and all of them are made by default gluten-free and vegan just to keep things nice and consistent across the board Uh, but you wouldn't be able to tell because um they're just bursting with flavor and just great texture as well they also do have a pasta which is a fusilli with marinara or pesto so they're keeping it approachable for kind of whatever your flavor profiles are that you want to um, have if you come to uh, this place for some snacks. Love it. Um, they started actually brewing their own kombucha as well. Uh, so they brew a kombucha and a citrus hop seltzer, both of which are 0% ABV. So the kombucha um, is rotating flavors and they use a blend of Earl Grey and green tea. So it kind of softens the um, the sharpness of the, the kombucha because of the green tea. And then kind of cl- similar to like your hop water, but it's kind of done as a as like a hoppy seltzer, which is pretty cool, but it's still 0% APV. So uh, it's like getting on the seltzer train, but you know. Their own um, way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Um, they do serve... Um, they do serve a few um, cider and wine kind of just rotating based on the guest availability, um, most of which come from Raven's Moon, which is a, a winery and cidery that's based out of Courtney, BC. So another connection to Courtney. Love it. Um, and then this is going to sound silly, but I'm, I'm big, I'm big into merch. <laughs> 
but I'm very fussy about merch. And oh. so for me, I think that a really well-designed merch goes a long way. So for me, the perfect merch, it has no words. It's just a logo or a symbol or a uh, a dabbling of a symbol of some kind that starts the conversation. So mm-hmm. you get you you're wearing a hat or a shirt or a sticker or whatever, and people see it and they're like, "Oh, that's a cool hat or shirt or sticker or whatever." Yeah. And you say, "Oh, yeah, it's from blah blah blah." A great example of that is I had a hat one time. It was black hat. It had green a green hop on it. Like mm. it took up about a quarter of the hat, but it was all it was just stitched in there. It was just a green kind of like stitched outline, lime green uh, hop, and uh, it, every single person was like, "Oh, that!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's from this brewery in Vermont." Blah 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 blah. blah. And people were like, "Oh, I have to go there. It looks so cool." And I'm like, "Yeah." And it just started that conversation. Well, hmm. Devil's Bath merch, perfect. <laughs> if 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 anyone ever listens to this podcast and think, oh, thanks for talking about us. We want to send you some merch. Um, this is the kind of merch that I like. Simple. It's just, you know, black, charcoal, white, and like a forest green are the only options. They've got toques. They've got uh, flat brims and uh, what looks like some kind of curved brims as well. And all it has is what looks like an arrow mm. uh, into mm-hmm. a body of water. But the arrow is like a wheat plant. Yes. And so it's pretty like like a like a bow and arrow arrow. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of combines the aspect of like a location point hitting a hitting some water, which is like the actual devil's bath um, cenote, and then it kind of combines that with the wheat and the operation that they're doing. So um, I've talked too much about merch, but I really really loved this when I saw it, and yep. I just wanted to point that out because it is exactly what I look for in merch in terms of the way that they've designed it. It doesn't kind of have huge block letters of double devil's bath across because people are like oh that's devil's bath it's just this nice subtle but but it stands out um as contrary as that sounds uh and it it's you know conversation starter so really good job with that that as well and um yeah i I find i find what they're doing to be really cool really inspiring and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like really bringing life and and like like almost like a trading post to yeah. this small town on the North Island. So even I can appreciate the merch. It's like beauty within the subtlety. Mm-hmm. It's not in your face. It's simple. It's, yeah. But and it's a conversation yeah. starter. I love it. It's really slick. I used to kind of refer to it as like, if you know, you know, but it's yeah. not quite that subtle. It's not if you know, you know, it's like, yeah, if you know, you can be like, oh, nice. I, I love that place. But also it's like, oh, what is that? So yeah, super cool. Mm. I love it. They are currently, maybe because it's winter, only open from Friday to Monday. Uh, I'm guessing that is to alleviate some of the workload. And it's probably not super busy in the middle of nowhere on the island. Yeah. Uh, but during the summer, it probably opens up more because in the past I've seen their hours have been every day. So um, make sure to check their hours before you head up there. Uh, they do have a, you know, contact us on the website if you want to reach out specifically. And then, of course, as always, we'll link to them in our Instagram post and the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are located at 1616 McNeil Road in Port McNeil. And it's kind of right on the water beside the BC Ferries Terminal. So perfect. if you're heading through or up or you're just looking for a kind of unique new adventure, definitely go check them out. Love it. Love it. What a cool spot. Gives me a reason to go up to Port McNeil. That's for sure. I know. My... Uh, 
One of our goals this summer is to explore more BC. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of BC several times, yeah. but I really want to explore things that are further north. Like two of the my two on the top of my list are like I know it's technically Alberta, but like Banff, Jasper, mm-hmm. Revelstoke, yeah. Powell River, and the North Island is is quickly building onto that list as well. So mm-hmm. I just want to go kind of get lost somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the best adventures. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our TasteBC map. Make sure to follow us at TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. You can also now connect with us on Untapped. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local land. Keep it tasty. Nice. And uh, no. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um, it's not small dogs. He's already done that. Yeah. Is it? And I keep doing it. <laughs> is it? It's not the white sail one. Nope. I, I, I. I... <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Sorry, that was awesome. Okay, give up. What is it? <laughs>